We are frightfully wondrous. Frightfully wondrous. Frightfully wondrous. Frightfully wondrous. Frightfully wondrous. Frightfully wondrous with Ra Avis. between your opinion and pizza is that I asked for pizza. Thanks, little sister. Uh, yesterday, I was catching up on suggested posts from uh, the team at the Daily Post, which is a phenomenal resource. If you don't already read it, it's a collection of collaborative blog ideas posted and managed by the WordPress team. And they are not called happiness engineers for no reason. No, they make happiness. So check it out, dailypost.wordpress.com. If you are a blogger, especially if you're a WordPress blogger, uh, that's a place you need to know. Anyway, sometimes they do shout outs to blogs and posts that are written that strike them as interesting or unique or well-written or just worth a little bit of a spotlight. And I was catching up. And one of the posts they shared was about the social media trend of hashtag humbled, hashtag blessed. And the writer of the blog post was very funny, uh, very, very skilled at her craft. The words were assembled beautifully. Her opinion was that whenever she sees hashtag humbled in social media, it almost always follows what amounts to a brag. Like, I won the Oscars tonight, hashtag humbled. And she feels as if that is the wrong use of the word humbled. And normally I don't respond to posts, um, to things other people write. My blog is not an opinion blog. At best, you can call it a personal musings blog. Um, often it gets categorized as a lifestyle blog. Although as uh, Samara and I joke, um, Samara from samaraspeaks.wordpress.com, another great site, we say that our blogs are do not have this lifestyle blogs because we have made beautiful, beautiful messes of things um, at various times in our lives. We are both experts in starting over because we had to. Anyways, uh, whatever it is, I don't normally respond, but but I was sort of confused by her opinion. In her post, she made a really sound argument where she talked about this time that her friend won an award that she was also contending for. And she sent her friend a text saying, congratulations, while she was, you know, she's crying in the bathroom and she sends her friend that text, which I think is really laudable because that's a hard thing to do. And uh, it kind of made me really like the writer. <laughs> so... um I almost didn't want to reply at all. I almost didn't want to say anything. Anyway, she sent her, her friend the text, and her friend replied with, Thank you. I am so humbled. 
Now, the writer of the post felt that that was an inappropriate use of the word, because if anyone in that circumstance was humbled, if you asked a English class to point out the character that was experiencing being humbled, it was the girl crying in the bathroom, not the girl who just won a prize. And at some level, I do understand what she's saying. Maybe at the dictionary, glossed over words. But despite the beautiful tragedies that I have made in my life or lived through, I have also succeeded many times. And uh, and I would call myself a, su- uh, a successful person, even now. Quite, not quite yet in this new rebuild, but I'm getting there. It's a word you're going to be able to apply to me at some point again. It's part of who I am. It's one of my goals that I work towards. And as a successful person, sometimes I have been the person who wins the award. And I can tell you absolutely honestly, as someone who's experienced some just gloriously disastrous falls to the face and tumbles downstairs, both metaphorical and literal, and also some awesome opportunities and trophy moments and and ceremonies and all these positive things that go on the side of success just as much as I've experienced the terrible sides of failure, I can absolutely tell you that nothing humbles you like success. I have never been so humbled in all my life than moments of success because, because I don't think anything can make you realize how tiny you are as that moment when you realize how many other people are responsible for you being there. How many other factors and magical happenings had to be in exactly the right place in order for you to reap the benefits. It is, it's debilitatingly humbling. It's why sometimes you run out of words. I don't think people are faking it when they get up in front of a mic after being presented with an award and they are choking on the things to say. They're choking because in that moment, they are the smallest thing they've ever known. At least that's how it always is for me. It reminds me of the scene in TV shows or movies that you've probably seen before. I can't think of a specific one, but you know, like a character decides that they're going to do something. They're going to host this party and raise money for this charity. And they put it all together and they scramble and they rent out that auditorium and they're decorating it. They're tired and agitated and crazy, but they make it happen. And then that day happens, and it's six o'clock, and the party's supposed to start at six, and they're standing in a totally empty auditorium. They sit down on a bucket on the stage, holding a platter of cupcakes that they were up all night making, and they're upset and they're sad. And then they think to themselves, no, you know what? Tomorrow we're going to get up and we're going to make some more cupcakes. We're going to plan another party. We're going to call more people. And if that means I'm going to have to miss a couple birthday parties, again, I will. And if that means I'm going to have to push a couple people, I, I will. Because this is important. And they're sitting there thinking that. And then they hear, sorry, I'm late. And they look up and their best friend walks in the door, turns on the lights. And then a couple more people. And then their parents. And then the guy down the street. And the girl whose birthday party she missed and all these other people start to fill up the room until it's full and it's bustling and it's filled and it's a party and it works. And then 
someone says, and to the front of the stage, the person who put this all together, congratulations and thank you. And she's looking into this dark space because she's on the stage and the light isn't lit. And then the light kind of fades in. She sees the first person, this person who sacrificed daily for her. And then the people who made them who they are, the family and the friends. And then the people who supported those family and friends when they weren't able to because they were making cupcakes till two o'clock in the morning. And then all the circumstances, the great jobs and the wonderful bosses and the flexible co-workers and the fantastic weather and everything that goes into making someone able to go from point A to point B because it isn't just wanting to go. It isn't just knowing where you're going. It's all of these things. No man is an island. And I, I, don't, I don't care how seriously you want something. If the world around you decides absolutely 100% that you're not getting that something, you're probably not getting that something. Of course, if you really want something, then you're being part of your world and you're allowing your world the opportunity to help you because most people do want to help. Most people want to work towards a better, more helpful, more connected, more loving society. Most people are are ride or die. They're in it. Um, they're on your team. But they are required. I don't think any one person gets to one other place. I'm not under any sort of disillusionment that I got out of prison in as good of shape as I did because of my own strength. I think that's the most ridiculous concept. I got out of prison in fairly decent shape, mentally, emotionally, physically, and came home to a world that was totally destroyed, where I didn't have an address, and my husband was dead, and I didn't know where my cats were, and I didn't have a job, and I hadn't eaten normal food, or been in a car, or had to make a decision harder than this or that in over a year. Broke, tired, grieving, and I was okay. And I was not okay because I have some sort of superhuman strength. No, I was okay because, because I am so tiny, and my world is so, so big. And all of those big, big things that do amazing things. <laughs> I mean, all of these gears work together. They work together in accordance with each other. And they chug along and I'm pulled along. It's just one tiny strand in this huge tapestry. And I don't think anything is more humbling than that. Yes, when you're crying in the bathroom at school because you didn't win the spelling bee, that's a little bit humbling. Of course it is. You thought you were going to and you didn't. But when you realize, when you have that moment of realization, which usually comes along with success, when you have that moment of realization that you are not your own person achieving your own dreams, you are a tiny string, and the entire tapestry bowed to your dreams because they wanted you to have them, that is humbling. When you realize that the power of wanting something good was enough to actually change the face of reality. That hundreds and hundreds of people gave something up, even if it was a small something, even if they didn't notice that something, so that you could have. When you think about all of the people who constantly make a resource or sustain a resource, even if it's something as simple as, or complex, as love or faith, 
all of these things go into being successful. And the moment that that trophy is placed in your hand, the moment you put a badge on your blog, the moment you get a check in the mail, the moment you get any sort of recognition for that, it is a slap in the face. You are hashtag humbled and hashtag blessed. And that isn't a misappropriation of the word. That is that is the word in full, lit, Broadway marquee. You will never experience humbling like that until your next success. And yes, it will slap you in the face all over again because it's so easy to forget. On a regular Tuesday morning, you feel like a human being, a self-sustaining human being with your own personal vision board and your own dreams and your own goals and your own life problems. And you forget for just a second that you were just so small and that you do good things by the grace of other people helping you. You become great by the goodness of the things that happen around you. You become kind and successful and aware of that success so that it can fuel the kindness that started from the kindness around you. Everything is connected. and We don't stand alone. And like I said, there is nothing. Failure. In failure, you thought you were supposed to stand and you fell. But you know what? You'll get back up. You will. You'll fall again, probably. Maybe not as hard or as dramatically as I fall, maybe not as tragically, I hope, I genuinely hope, but things happen, and you will get back up, and when you succeed, though, that's a whole different story, because that's not something you get up from, that's just a little bit of knowledge that you carry in your heart at all times. The realization that you weren't as big as you thought you were. That you didn't 100% do anything. Nobody does. When that trophy is placed in your hands, you see everybody. The auditorium lights up and you see all those people, all of who deserve a trophy. They usually only make one of those. And I don't know, I don't know the girl who actually won the spelling bee. But I imagine she knew her friends. And I imagine she knew that they were both contenders for the same prize. And I think that when she received the text, she probably felt the way I felt reading about it. Like, wow, what an admirable, kind friends. What a great person. And speaking as someone who's been in those competitions, I know that every step you take up onto that stage is a hard step. You fight fear and embarrassment and panic. You fight the what-ifs, the concepts of disappointment, and so many other things. You fight all of that. And the way you fight it is by knowing that there's good people out there there's kind people out there that if you get on top of that stage and just just make a muck of it you know you spell something totally wrong you roll off the stage you say your name wrong that your friend will be there for you and she will laugh and you will laugh and everything will be okay 
everything will be okay because of the grace of those people, because of the goodness. You are allowed to be great because somebody was good. And that's humbling. I think it might be the most important type of humbling. When I was, um, when I was incarcerated, I would write back to my husband and to Matt, of course, um, the Maticus Kingdom com, another great site. Check it out. Um, and I would tell them how nobody around me geeked. It was a very difficult transition for me. And I know that sounds silly of all things to be worried about the fact that nobody knew how to read a comic book or maybe had never held a comic book. But it, it is. Being a geek is a huge part of who I am. And it was hard to be in a community of people who did not understand my reference points. I had to learn theirs. When in Rome, you know. When in jail, learn about the Kardashians. That's what I did. And I just thought the whole time through how maybe if more people out here became geeks, there would be less people in there. <laughs> because there is this lesson that you learn when you read comic books when you watch shows, which is that great is awesome, good is better. Spider-Man, Peter Parker at the time, gets bit by a spider, and he becomes great, by definition. But the only reason that matters is that his Uncle Ben is good, and teaches him the importance of that goodness. Because if Uncle Ben isn't there being good, teaching the goodness, if his aunt doesn't stay around and remains good, then Peter Parker goes bad, and greatness doesn't matter anymore. And the same thing with Superman. Superman is good because underneath his clothes he's Clark Kent, and the Kent family isn't going to let him be anything other than good, and that goodness paves the way for greatness. He's one tiny, tiny piece of a much, much bigger world. The most valuable thing you can be is good. Good, kind, patient, happy. Just the less glamorous side of the emotions wheel. Because all of those things lend themselves to greater things. I don't know. I'm not really sure where this is going, if anywhere. But I've been thinking about it all day, and I just felt like... I felt reminded of all the different moments in my life where... Those moments happened because of the grace of other people, and I felt hashtag humbled. So I wanted to share that with you, and uh, would love to hear your thoughts on it, of course, and hope that maybe it will inspire some great conversations, or better yet, some good ones. Have a great day. <laughs>